0: Welcome to the Marvin Pierce Dog Teacher Podcast, where we discuss various dog training topics to help you become the best leader for your dog. Marvin Pierce has over 20 years of experience with obedience training for dogs located in the Sherwood, Oregon area. Offering private lessons and group clinics, the dog teacher has been able to change the lives of dog owners by helping them develop and maintain an obedient dog. For more information, contact us at MarvinPierceDogTeacher.com.
1: I think that's more of a question. Maybe the same thing as why did you get a dog? Yeah, or why do you want a dog? But do you need the dog? I think that's more important because of the fact that, <clears throat> and I don't want everybody to listen to what I say, or we want to work. I don't be <laughs> so we want not make sure you don't listen to everything or follow all the things I say. But I feel that we get so many people here that they get a dog and they don't realize what a responsibility it is uh recently in the last month or two i've had probably four people tell me that they they're like i take my dog for like a 10 minute walk every morning every Mm -hmm. evening and it's like man that's and some people wonder why their dog terrorized their house Mm -hmm. that's the reason and you know we've been i don't know we've been talking a lot about treadmills lately and and running dogs on treadmills because some people are like myself they don't want to walk all day which I do anyway but they don't want to walk their own dog all day but I think I'm I don't know lucky portion sure, whatever because I get to train dogs every day so my dogs get plenty of exercise and, and they're not on leash. we took Mari to town today's first time she's been in town since we've owned her for I don't know the last year or whatever but And she done really good, except she seen a squirrel one time, and she tried to run off. But But
2: even then, I just growled, and she came right back. I was shocked.
1: And she got away. Bianca wasn't holding leash correctly. if she was even holding on. You know, she's holding leash.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Not tight. She ran away, but
1: she came right back. And so, for me, it was fun to see how good that that she did in town. And then uh, Mariah had her dog, Concho, in town, and he done really good. So and then of the course scout, I expected him to do good when he got there, and he did. He done a great job. And for me, it was really fun because we was walking through the dog park trying to find dogs. And if you ever go somewhere that's trying to train on your dog, and you, you see people scooting around the corner away from you with their dog, it's <laughs> not because they don't want to be friendly. It's because they don't want to get their dog around you because they may try to lunge at you. Yeah. And w- one person today, they tried to get away from us, and we cut them off with the pass. And, I laughed because the guy picked his dog up <laughs> and carried him off. Yeah, he sure did. He's scooting on across the park, <laughs> and then we, of course, turned around and started that way. One of us did, but he put his little dog down, yep, 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 and it was lunging trying to get back to us, and the guy would drag it off the other way, <clears throat> and and it's, I don't know. The dog done great until he seen our dogs, and he lost his mind, and <clears throat> for me, I always go back, he probably didn't want to fight anyway, he just wanted a friend, so back to why do you get a dog and do you need a dog i mean i don't know for me i think the worst thing is and i talk about this once of all is people get a dog and they figure it's a lifetime commitment and you see people really disc somebody and talk bad to them about getting rid of their dogs just here recently, somebody's talking about they seen an ad somewhere that somebody was moving and they had to get rid of their dogs and how terrible a person that was. I do not agree. I mean, people have a reason they had to get rid of dogs. and I think sometimes it's way more fair for the dog, for the person to get rid of it, <clears throat> than to keep the dog if it's not going to be in a good situation. Mm-hmm. You know, and for me, I've, I've had clients that I re- highly recommend they get rid of their dog because... They don't have time for it. They don't exercise it. You know their dog's like thirty pounds overweight when it should only weigh thirty pounds. I mean, we see everything around here. I feel I'm sure not everything, but we see a lot of stuff that's really. It bothers me to see the dog that way, and I tell people all the time I represent the dog, not the people. I try to protect the people and I represent the dog and teach mm-hmm. people, but it's hard whenever you see these dogs in that shape and. Me, I'm not picking on nobody. We just try to help educate people, and I'm no nutritionist, as you can tell. I'm not very good at figuring out what I need to eat, but with dogs, I do a pretty good job of it, and my dogs are all in good shape. I think when I was laid up, they got a little bit too much dog food, and they were getting a little bit overweight, and when I went back to the kennels, I shut their food back down a little bit, and they started getting back in shape. But it's really hard for someone to accept failure, maybe. Mm-hmm. If you want to call failure, when you get a puppy and he's the cutest little thing you ever seen, and by the time he's year old, he's biting you, jumping on you, mm-hmm. counter surfing, running across the furniture. I mean, dog fighting, dragging you on a leash. When he gets away, you can't catch him. Uh, that's what we do here. We help people fix those problems, but sometimes we can't fix the person. Mm-hmm. Not very often do we get a dog that we don't get to, that we don't get fixed. Once in a while, we have a dog that we just can't fix, but. I don't remember last time that happened. I mean, we have some dogs that don't come back. You know, the the owners don't feel we're right fit. They want to go get them some treats or something. uh, I feel that for us, it's it's sad for me to see some dogs leave that don't come back because of the fact that I know that we could really help them. And some of them dogs don't come back, and then like six months later, they show back up. And they're like 10 times worse than they were whenever they were here the yeah. first time. And, yeah. And that's, for me, really disturbing. And, it, you know, it goes back to sometimes with you, Suzanne, Kay, Linda, Nancy, Mariah. Leave Jocelyn out of this. But whenever I do something with a dog, y'all try to do it, and it don't work as good for you. But if you notice now, for you, it works a lot better mm-hmm. than it did three months ago, yeah. two months ago. Yeah. But it's just because you're getting more experience with that type of dog, and that's yeah. the hard thing. It's, I mean I think for to learn to be the kind of dog trainer that you want to be, you got to be around all kind of dogs. Mm-hmm. Me yesterday, I seen Jimmy Jim Jimma uh, standing on his back feet and trying to smell his owner, and his owner wasn't twenty feet away. But that dog, I mean. It's like that. I was blind and couldn't see that guy. He was just like sniffing and smelling and standing on his back feet and down at the ground, trying to sniff and find that guy. Mm-hmm. And it's his owner. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> He's raised him from puppy dog. Been here eleven days, but and for me, I feel and I told the owner of the dog. I think the reason the dog done that is because the owner wasn't acknowledging it. Right. Yeah. So I asked the owner not to look at the dog, not speak to the dog, nothing. And the guy did exactly what we asked of him, and that dog was lost.
2: And normally, in the past, the guy would really overly acknowledge the dog. He would hug on him and tell him what a good dog he is, and let him
1: jump all over him. And yeah, so and he said I was the first person he ever seen lead that dog when he wasn't dragging him. And the fun thing about it was he was doing it too before he left. Yeah. So it's it's always fun whenever you can have some success hard part sometimes with people is they don't see the little bit of success they bitch about not having more. Right. And I figure money's the same way. You know, boys used to work for me in the fence and some of them, they'd be like, man, I need more money. And I'd be like, okay. And they're like, well, I need Friday off. I'm going to offer you to work Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> oh, no, I got to go Friday. I can to get Friday off. We're going to go to a big party. I'm like, then you don't need money. Yeah. Dogs are the same way. I mean, we got... Milo's owners they drive down from up Battleground Washington last
2: right? minute too yeah
1: they come down for lessons with that dog and board and train and they're super excited because their dog learned to run on treadmill oh that Milo I was yeah. thinking the other Milo you too know.
2: they showed up this morning yeah, from
1: Tualatin yeah but these guys this man and woman they drove down from up in Richfield Washington or north of there yeah or something. Mm-hmm. And they're super excited because their pup's doing so good. And for me, that's somebody that's committed to it, you know. Yeah. And money, of course, always pays back. Right? If you don't have the money, you don't have the money. I mean, I understand that. But I feel sometimes, not me because I drink cheap coffee, but the people that drink the 7 and $10 mochas, you knock off four or five or six of them in a week, you can come okay. and get a dog lesson. Yeah. And you can get a dog lesson a week. You know, for me, I learned over the years, not when I had no money, which I don't have much now, but. For me, there's a lot of times you can cut things out that you don't really need all week, and, mm-hmm. and have yeah. a fifty or a hundred dollar yeah. bill. You know, you cut yeah. out some cigarettes and Pepsi's and Gatorade and mochas and yeah. whatever you call that coffee, yeah. I guess it's mocha, ain't it?
2: Eating out, any of that you stuff. Eat yeah, eating out.
1: I mean, it's just amazing to what you could do if you really get determined to do it. And for me, with a dog, you know, I feel that if you put the money up front when you got a puppy, mm-hmm. you could have a great dog. Mm-hmm. But for me, the older they get, the harder they get, the more money it costs to get them trained around here at least because of the fact that we know what we're in for. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we're super excited because we're getting a dog in tomorrow. He's three years old and he's deaf. Mm-hmm. And he bites people and he's on lots of drugs mm-hmm. to try to keep him calm. <laughs> he just snaps, I guess. I guess you could be hugging and petting and loving on him and he'll just eat you and... So, Bianca's gonna have fun with that dog. I'm gonna coach. I'm excited. I'm gonna coach. (laughs) There's, you know, the thing is for me with a dog is I see people complain. Like this dog, we get it in. For me, if he bites you, whose fault is it? On the first day? If he bites you, who's father? Mine. Yes. And for me, I feel that it's ours because, and knowing you, I mean, hopefully I'm 100% wrong. But some people, sometimes they push it a little bit and they try to get more than they earned mm-hmm. and they get in trouble. Because mm-hmm. I know I've been there. Mm-hmm. And that's why now with Gemma, we played with that dog for probably six, seven days. Mm-hmm before we ever really got her, where we'd catch him on a leash mm-hmm. outside. And I didn't go no faster because I didn't think the dog was ready to go faster. Mm-hmm. So, and it's hard, it'll, and it'll be hard for you, I know, with this little deaf dog, because I mean, I work with it too, of course, but it's gonna be hard for you if you let your emotions get involved. That's what'll get us in trouble. Mm-hmm. Because you know what we can do for that dog, you know what a great life that dog can have. Mm-hmm. but our biggest problem is some, not me as much anymore because I've got pretty good at it. The only time I get really bad with a dog is like Zara when she dragged Mariah through the barn and ran into the gate. Mm-hmm. You Were you in there? That kind of bothers me. That's got to stop because it's dangerous for anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it did. I mean, I took a couple of days and that dog didn't. It'll walk by your leg and I'll pull on leash. It don't even matter what's going on. Yeah. But... It's really hard when you see a dog like that. I don't even know what's this little deaf dog's name, do you? Paco? Puto?
2: Paco? Paco, yeah.
1: I think it's Paco. But it's really hard to see that dog and knowing it's deaf and then feeling bad for it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's different, I, th- I think, that maybe if you feel bad for it versus if you feel sorry for it. If you feel sorry for it, it'll bite you. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's why I bit the owners. Yeah. But they have it under the vet. I got the number. I need to call the vet and talk to them. But they got it on two pretty <clears throat> hardcore antibiotics, and then they got medicated dog food to try to help keep it under control. Mm-hmm. And it keeps it under control until it <laughs> decides to eat you, mm-hmm. and then there ain't no more control. <laughs> so then the kids wanted to take it off all the drugs before they brought it. I'm like, no, let us let us take it off the medication because we ease it
2: off. Yeah, it I, off. yeah, yeah,
1: because I don't want to just take it away from it. Traumatize. It. It. Yeah, it's just not good. I mean, you go from being cool and relaxed to being angry. Yeah, <laughs> and it could be angry with them before they brought it here, so that's really bad. You know, for us, I mean, we can watch for it and try to help it, and I think that it's going to be a lot easier than I anticipate. Mm-hmm. But well, part of that reason is because of your confidence level. <laughs> so. <laughs> Brad, well, we got a question. question.
0: Yeah, it's perfect timing. Mariah asks, can you talk about the importance of not picking on your dog while training?
1: Not picking on it? Yeah. Man, I could go on that all day long. I, uh, And it is sad to see people. I'm gonna use Rue for an example <coughs> because Rue's <Roo's> a fine <coughs> candidate for this subject. We what? How long have we known Rue now? Six, eight months?
2: Probably a little longer than that. I would say closer to eight.
1: So, Rue's been a problem since that's how we met her. She's a problem dog. And the previous owner now gave her to Brett. She's still been a problem dog. And she's been here, I don't even know how long. I think two months.
2: months. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I don't even pay no mind that dog. All the time, I tell people I can see that dog out on the playground with well, 20 $25, and I don't even know where she's at because mm-hmm. I'm not watching her. But sometimes for other people, Mariah, you, Jocelyn, Linda, Nancy, Kay, mm-hmm. Suzanne, there's one of two things happen. You all don't watch her, and you let her get herself in trouble, or you just, everybody or anybody might be waiting for her to make a mistake so they can correct her. That's picking on a dog. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what gets her in trouble. Mm-hmm. And today, I mean, even you, I'm gonna use you for example since you're sitting here and I don't wanna talk behind your back. Unless you turn around, then I'll let you <laughs> <leave her. laughs> But today with Rue, <clears throat> if I'm not mistaken, because I have my own dogs in my pen, I was working, mm-hmm. but I was watching your dog because mm-hmm. I was trying to catch you picking on Rue. Mm-hmm. And it worked mm-hmm. in my world. Now, always for me, I feel I was right, mm-hmm. and I kind of feel you're right. I hate to admit it, but I feel you're right in what you did. Right. Because of the fact that that's what you felt you needed to do. Right. And it stopped it. Right. Now, I feel what you did postponed it for a couple minutes. Where once you did what I asked, then it quit.
2: Yeah.
1: And then the whole playground shut down. Yeah. All the dogs quit. There wasn't no more being silly and running around and aggravating and picking. You had like eight or ten dogs or whatever. They all quit. And the reason I felt they quit was because you stopped the problem. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Now, not saying Rue wouldn't have started to fight, but I still feel that she would have started to fight because of the fact you didn't stop the problem. Would you laying a dog down like that? There's so many times when you lay Rue down, she ain't quit. She just, just quit waiting for a second launch. Yeah. Yeah. Where whenever you stop Lucky and Scout, I think it was. Yeah. When she said they even went late. well, Scout, I think, stood by leg. But Lucky went over by the bench and laid down. And Rue mm-hmm. never laid down. She I think the Ground sniffed turds yeah. or something. Yeah. But <clears throat> she didn't go aggravate dogs no more because you stopped it. Yeah. Rather than postpone it, and so I think a lot of times what people picking on dogs is, for instance, when like I, I'm going to use uh, today a lesson today in town. We were walking dogs and we had a dog there that's been here for board train, and I seen a dog down underneath a uh, pavilion. And I said, hey, let's go down there because we knew this dog was, the owner knew this dog was going to get in trouble. I knew the dog wasn't. <clears throat> so I handled the dog. I said, you want me to handle it? Yes. And so I walked down there, and I, before I got to the lady, I seen she didn't have her leash. She was, I don't know, t- cleaning her socks or her shoes or something. And I said, ma'am, I'm going to walk by if you don't mind we're training a dog. She's like, oh, yeah, go ahead, Mark. She's like, hey, you train my dog. And so we stopped and talked to her. And my, my dog, Teddy, never even acknowledged that dog. Yeah. I mean, he was good with it. So I feel when it comes to picking on dogs, as soon as we got through there and we we talked for a minute and the lady was telling us that we trained her dog and and how good her dog was doing. And she had a little backpack on her dog and you could see the chuckers sticking out the side <laughs> with a ball on it. She said she had an e-collar in there and I don't know what else. She said she carried water bottles in there if it's hot with her dog with water and stuff. But I had uh Lydia. Lydia. Lydia, to walk by with her dog. And for me, and I say it's picking on dogs because I told her I felt I was picking on dogs. But she walked her dog by that dog, and her dog did not acknowledge that dog, but it was sniffing the ground. She's like, see now, it's a sniffing the ground. In my world, that's just like picking on a dog. Yeah. You ask yeah. it to leave that dog alone, and it left yeah. that dog alone, but then it was sniffing a turd. And it wasn't a turd, it was a sidewalk, a yeah. leash, whatever it was. But her dog wouldn't have been perfect. That's yeah. picking on dogs.
2: And I feel like there were two problems. One is that her dog pulls on a leash when it's sniffing, the other that the dog barks at people or dogs. But the one problem really needs to be fixed, and the other one, let's worry about later, not make it. Perfect.
1: But that, and that's it. And that's what I was saying. It's like picking on dogs. Yeah. And for me, it's like she let her dog, she told her dog to go to the bathroom or something. And I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, let my dog go to the bathroom. I said, Your dog went to the bathroom in my house. You only go to the bathroom down in the, dog, in the yeah. park because people park, you know. But
2: well, he, even if he did have to go to the bathroom, that gets people in trouble so much because they see their dogs sniffing. And they're like, oh, I think my dog has to go to the bathroom. And then they stop for the dog and they give it five minutes and then they do it again 10 feet later. Well, they do because they still think it has to go to the
1: bathroom. They've got
2: him convinced this is my walk where I make him think I have to poop, but really I just want to sniff.
1: But when you get a dog, I think, on a walk that's that uh, uncontrollable to where your dog's not by your leg walking or even walking in front of you, five feet or whatever, as long as you ain't pulling on the leash. But I think that we, like you with your little pup, Tilly, Mm -hmm. I expect greatness from that puppy if it don't get ate by one of my dogs by trying to beat him up. (laughs) (coughs) But that pup's like eight weeks old or whatever, nine weeks old. Nine, yeah. And it sets when you ask it. It's starting to stay, too. It gets on the barrel when you ask it to, last night or day night before, whatever it was. I turned it loose in the view and, there and it followed me all the way into the kennels and I told it to kennel and it went in its kennel and I shut the door. Yeah. And we get big dogs here that don't do that. Yeah. But the thing is for me, I feel that's going to make your dog a great dog is the fact that it's not going to have problems to stop yeah, in correct. That place. Yeah. Yeah. And for us, we get dogs, puppies that come here that's four or five months old and You know, you've already missed a great opportunity to make a nice puppy. And people accept puppies chewing on them. And I mean, I have Mm -hmm. people, well, the vet said they'll quit. And Mm -hmm. then the people said, well, the breeder said they'll quit. It's like, you know me, I I mean, at seven, eight weeks old, I break that habit. And it's easy to break at that time. Mm -hmm. But the older they get, the harder it is for the people to break because they've accepted it and they've created a habit Mm -hmm. instead of stopping it. And, for me back to picking on dogs i see people pick on dogs a lot by sometimes people want dogs like ours Mm -hmm. and so they just try and try and try to make their dog be better than they are without training them to be better Mm -hmm. you gotta put time and effort into training a dog to make a great dog and i won't say i got a great dog i got three cool dogs that i mean they're good enough for what i do Mm -hmm. well i'd like to have a little better cow dog but i'm working on that too but I still feel <clears throat> that I've got three really nice dogs. And, you know, everybody's crossing dogs, like Great Pyrenees and Beagles, I don't know, for <laughs> whatever the hell. <laughs> but they, cre- they, they cross all these dogs, and I don't even know why. But then what's even different for me is people buy them buy the puppies all of them (laughs) yes there ain't no puppies for sale somebody's gonna buy it if it is for sale just throw it on there it'll be on but when i go out when i go looking for dogs and i bought a lot of dogs i mean 100 dogs or two or three hundred dogs i don't know how many hundreds of dogs i bought over the years and cattle dogs and sold but when i go looking for a dog i mean i've I've drove to texas and montana missouri kansas oklahoma All over looking for good dogs and working good dogs and seeing good dogs and but the hard thing is for me and I've said it on here before people give two three four thousand dollars for a dog Mm -hmm. and they don't want to spend a thousand or two thousand dollars in training Mm -hmm. and I've had people God I've already got so much money in my dog. I'm like, well, why didn't you? does or
2: all the other money. Yeah. why not you You'll buy a thousand
1: dollar dog and spend three thousand dollars on training, and making him a great yeah. dog instead of yeah. spending four thousand yeah. dollars on a dog and then having a piece of crap? Yeah, and that's the yeah. hardest part for me just to accept. And once dogs start getting, puppies start getting bad, that's whenever they like Mariah was talking about. People start picking on them in a dog's world. Yeah. Because the dog's not being good. And then they're waiting for the dog to make a mistake. And then they're going to pick on the dog and try to get the dog behave. And the dog's like, I don't even know what mistake I made to start with.
2: I feel like that's one of the best things I've learned from you is when to make a dog be perfect. And when to let it be a dog.
1: Yes. they got to be a dog. Yeah. And if you got a puppy, yeah. they need to be a puppy. Yeah. Just like a yeah. kid. You don't want to take a three-year-old kid and start making him wear a suit and tie and be professional all the time and not let him go get dirty. Yeah. I mean, I think you take a lot out of them and you take a lot out of the dogs and, you know, not knocking anybody that lives in an apartment, I've lived in an apartment before and I've lived in little apartments, you know, (laughs) I lived in a fifth wheel trailer. I mean, I never had to live in a tent, but there's a few times I wish I could afford a tent to live in, but I couldn't. So, So I feel that people, their expectations on a dog gets them in trouble. They expect the dog to do something, learn something, but yet they don't know how to explain it to them in a way the dog can understand. And me, I can explain it to a dog. I can have the human there and the dog there, and the dog don't know shit except to jump on people, mouth on people, pull on a leash and don't sit down. And I can explain to the person how to get the dog to do that, and they can't do it. Mm -hmm. But you give me the leash and in five minutes, I'll have all the love done. Mm -hmm. For me, not for them. Correct but I just explained it to the dog that don't understand English. Yeah. Yeah. And the dog understood me, but the human who understands English couldn't understand it. Yeah. So who's right and who's wrong? The dog's right. Yeah. So for me, you know, we'll talk about boarding train. I mean, that's a hard thing. I mean, I have people that they get really upset about leaving their dog here for three weeks. And some of these people, they have a choice. They leave the dog three weeks or they get the dog rehomed or they put the dog down because it's getting too bad. So for me, I use the thing about people, with, you see getting horses rescued out of the field because they're starving to death, and then the people love them and they won't get rid of them, but yet they can't feed them, so they starve mm-hmm. them until they die. Mm-hmm. And the dogs, I think the dogs is mm-hmm. the same way in some degrees because of the fact that, that people don't fix the dogs. Mm-hmm. And then they had to
2: get rid of the dogs. Or and then the dog, the dog, yeah, or if they keep them, the dog's just <clears throat> picked on all the time and never yes. just gets to be a dog. The
1: lady today we've seen at the park, she said she was the third owner for the yeah. dog. Yeah, yeah. And
2: she said Many. she was the last one.
1: Rehomed three times, yeah. and it was his last chance. Yeah. And that's a kick-ass school dog. It was, yeah. But it was because she had determination. Yeah. And me, you know, there are times for me when we're going to do a dog thing, and dog training. And... I'll ask the people, you're either in it or you're not. You're in to win. Or if you're not, I'm not going to help. Yeah. Because there ain't no reason to half-ass to do it.
2: And she said her dog knows if she gets lazy once in a while. She can't. Yeah. Her dog doesn't let her.
1: <laughs> and then she, her dog keeps on her on toes. But yeah. She has a cool dog. Really cool. That dog never even tried to tighten leashes. Didn't
2: care about us or our dogs.
1: No. She didn't even have a leash in her hand whenever no. I asked her, yep. her before you walked by. Yep. She picked her leash up. But the thing is for that lady... She expected her dog to behave. And she was out there working with yes. it. Yes. Whether she was just
2: having fun or not, yeah. the dog felt like it was working.
1: Yeah, and she was. I mean, she was going to go to some field and put her e collar on her dog and play fetch. throw a ball with yeah. a chucket. Yep. So for me, that's pretty cool. And I feel that a lot of people, you know, me, I, I probably said last week, and I'll probably say next week, we had a people here, a, a lady was probably in her 50s or 60s, her daughter's in her 30s, whatever with a hound dog and the mom right there in front of me she's like now honey you're gonna have to understand that I've never had a dog in my life that had a recall that would come to me when I asked and so mm-hmm. you're probably gonna have to accept that I said hold up madam Where my training been? I don't yeah. accept that
2: yeah
1: we can get a recall on your dog yeah and you know they never came back for another lesson Mm-mm. and we got our dog done cool and yeah. in, just playing with it and working with it but we weren't their type of people. I think right. they wanted to go to trainers and maybe we'll treat train. I don't yeah. know, but they wanted. It's almost like they wanted somebody to accept the fact that her dog wasn't going to be able to be recalled. Yeah, and I'm not that person. Yeah, <clears throat> I've never seen a dog yet. I couldn't get a recall on.
2: Yeah,
1: so and I'll probably see one. I might see one tomorrow. I don't know, but as of right now, I haven't seen it. Brad, you got a question?
0: Yep. Christina asks, tips for reteaching appropriate play in a dog that picks on and escalates with other dogs. Dog in question is a Border Collie Aussie mix. Not aggressive, just high drive. Goes too far with energy and gets too intense. Christine. Christine Teal.
1: You know, for me, and that is a great question because that's one of the things that I talk about a lot. I feel to to win in that situation. First thing I always do is I put the pinch collar on my dog. Put the leash on my dog. I teach my dog teach my dog that whenever I go hot, he's wrong, and when good, he's right. And if I t- growl at my dog and tell him to be nice, when like her dog is, he's playing too rough. I'll be like, "Ah, right, be nice," and he'll instantly calm down a second. And as soon as he does, good boy, good girl, and you start putting in their head that they got to be calmer. But I feel to win in those situations. And somebody today was talking about out here in the round Pen. They're like, man, this is so much easier to train your dog when you have dogs like this laying around that's being chilled. Or no, it's down at the uh, training dogs school. Oh, yeah, at Myles the park, yeah. They was talking about how much easier it is to train on their dog when they got dogs there that are being have and laying around and sitting yeah. around waiting for us to ask them to do something all yeah. they were doing. And so that guy commented there, but... The bad thing about dogs is, Christine, is people get dogs and they want a really high-drive dog. And they don't never get that switch to where you can just instantly stop that dog and have him lay down and behave. Yeah. And that's what gets you in trouble. And then you take that dog to a really high-drive dog that they both just get out of control and you can't control the dog. Me, I can't imagine like the day when Mari took off at a squirrel. You just, had and she just stopped, come back. And she's not Thank even your dog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've been losing or Marvin's squirrel. dog. <laughs> but The thing is, that dog just instantly stopped. But you know what the thing is? From your reactions, you expected her to stop. I did. Yeah. I mean, you did not yeah. expect that dog to keep going. Yeah. You didn't even pay no mind. So I would, that wasn't even there, a thought.
2: It was a a reaction. and that's what i done with the yeah. glass of water yeah exactly did yeah. anything about it I yeah, my growl it. just came out and yeah then when she quit i was like oh crap that works yeah my dog got <laughs> her away, yeah. dog <laughs> her away. <laughs> probably hold her leash tight.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the thing is Christine, with dogs like that it's really hard to get those dogs to be really good when you put them with dogs that aren't really good because then you're not only controlling your dog or trying to you're trying to control the dogs that maybe are not yours, that you yeah. can't control, and the owners can't yeah. control. So for me, a lot of times, I'll go back to trying to get them with good dogs. Uh, we get it a lot, that Jimmy dog, or Gemma, Gemma whenever we first took out to the pen with that dog, it just grabbed our dog, right by the neck like it was going to eat him, And it didn't know no difference. It thought that so it was the way it's supposed to play. Yeah. And we taught it it yeah. can't play that way. It just quit. Now it didn't even try to do it for yeah. a few days. But... If you don't have that kind of control on your dog, for me, it always goes back to getting that kind of control, get a recall on your dog, and teach your dogs that when you growl at them, whatever they're doing is not right. And if we're playing hard and you're right, be nice and good, boy, as soon as they just calm down. And my dogs and I was telling the lady in round pen today, I was doing a lesson with her, people, when I heard the dogs arguing out there in the playground, if I had just growled real loud, they would have probably quit. Right. Because they just didn't want to come out there. Yeah. We're like, shit, he's gonna come out here. Yeah, and so it does mean that much, and that's the fun thing for me with Mari today is the fact that I didn't have to do nothing.
2: I thought it was so cool. Uh, I wish I'd right. had it on video because I was wildly unprepared. You I were. was on my phone, I think, texting the, the owner that was supposed to mean this. Yeah. There, <laughs> I didn't have the leash right in my hand, but and w- I don't even train on Mari ever.
1: The biggest I might thing a leash is for on her, me is but She you, knew the growl. You set yourself up to train. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure. fail. Some people would have been like, "Hey, you set yourself up to fail. you set yourself up to try.
2: And I wasn't even like, I almost lost Marvin's dog. I was like, Man, that was cool. She came yeah, right back. Yeah, you went right
1: to back to, to Texas yeah. yeah, as she came back. But it is, Christine, it's really hard for people to get. And I called it the COVID dogs, and now it's back to work dogs. Yeah. Is people have dogs and they never got them out and never got them socialized with people, our dogs. And then all at once they want to take them out in the real world and they get in trouble.
2: And you have to go back to kindergarten with those dogs.
1: You do. And you go back to the foundation. You know, Watson Mozzie came down here for a week aboard and train just for a tune-up. Yeah. And the neat thing was his parents were like, yeah, we oh, not really been keeping up with him. <laughs> and he was still good, but he was being a little bit ornery. And it didn't take much to no, fix him. Yeah. And for us, now, hopefully it's for them. Yeah. 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 So we have more questions, Brett?
0: No, Christina just said thanks. Scott, it's been a while since we've uh, done a lesson with Marvin. Good reminders.
1: Thank you, Christine. So what what has Bianca got on her long notes?
2: Uh, My main one is structure. Rules in the house. I was thinking rules in the house, but you're like rules anywhere. In the car, on the way to the car. Mariah? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Mariah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She's 300 of us.
2: You know, I was thinking about Mari a lot today because we took, I was thinking this could go two ways. Mari hasn't been to town. And I don't know how long.
1: Since we got her.
2: Yeah. So over a year, because you had her when I started here. And she hasn't really been off-leash anywhere other than here, right? No. She has not left here. No. The farm. She gets to be off-leash all the time here. She probably went to the vet. I loaded her in the back of my car, and I started pulling down the driveway, and I'm like, this could go two (coughs) ways. I've got my dog and Mari in the back seat. I have a new person in the car with me. And a new car that I get butt hurt over with the dogs climb on the seat. <laughs> but Mari just behaved back there. And I've never trained on her. I've never done that stuff with her. But she has rules that are basic and easy for the dog to understand. And she knows what right and wrong is. And she got into no trouble on the way to the park. At the park, she tried to chase a squirrel, but she quit right away. So mm. I don't even think that... Of her getting in trouble. Yeah. She got back in the car. She loaded up in the car. She acted like she knew what she, she was doing. She didn't beg
1: for a cookie at the coffee cup shop. No, she was sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> Stressed out from working. Yeah. Thinking about squirrels. <laughs> but that is the thing is for me, I feel that people buy a puppy and they I think they think they're gonna have a special puppy It's gonna be great all of his life and never grow up. Right. I mean, they don't put the rules down that the dog can under the puppy can understand. They the thing that gets me like Jocelyn I there to the her with a leash, <laughs> and we're two three times in one day. <laughs> if I ever come and help me? I get whoever walks by. I don't care if I catch the porter potty guy coming by. I'll <laughs> grab him. I don't care. Come and help me. But. It's really hard, and sometimes it's fun to well, Jocelyn does it. Sometimes it it's not depending on what we're doing. It's always fun, e. <laughs> but when I'm standing there with the dogs being really bad, and I ask Jocelyn to walk over and don't look at the dog, don't stare at the dog, just pet the dog and walk off, and she's like oh, ye, and all e and on and so. And I'm like Jocelyn, I got the leash, and I'm not gonna hit the dog. <laughs> so, <clears throat> she goes ahead and helps us. But for me, that's the fun thing I think about owning this company and working here and working with y'all is it doesn't matter what we do, we still have fun. Totally. Yeah. It doesn't matter who it is, you know. Yeah. Uh we have fun. Except for when people speed up the driveway and join home. That's true. Uh, no fun at all. <laughs>
2: that's so fun. Or when they speed down the driveway. <laughs> Not fun. <it's> <laughs> no fun
1: at all. So the only one that can really speed on the driveway is Jody and Laura, if you ever noticed. I've noticed. <laughs> Jody's probably listening to us, so we got to be nice. But they are the ones that can speed. So for me, it goes back to setting rules for your dogs and expectations. And it makes their life easier. If they know, they're, in my, my world, if you have a dog who jumps on you, and you're like, "Now, nah, won't well, you get down?" And yada, yada. Don't be ever jump on me again. And here's your cookie. But he may jump on you again when he wants a cookie. hmm I know for me, anyway. If I, if Jody would tell me, or well, let's say if Jody gave me a bowl of ice cream every time I was in the living room and she was in the kitchen, and I said, "Hey, Jody, what are you doing?" and she brought me a bowl of ice cream, why the hell would I not holler to her once in a while and ask her what she's doing? Yeah. You know, it makes sense mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. But if yep. I holler to her and asked her what she was doing and she's like, come in and help me do the dishes, I'd be like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, maybe, I'm gonna think this out, but when she's in the kitchen tomorrow night and I'm in the living room, I'm not gonna holler today. What are you doing? Because she's gonna tell me to come over and do dishes. So, dogs, I think, is the same way. Yeah. And for me, the black dog that came in today, it was so cool to see them. The one's mouth, you jump on people. For me, I don't think they could believe how well that dog behaved for me.
2: And I feel and like Mariah, the reason.
1: You never got to handle the dog, I don't think. I gave a dog to Alicia Mariah. I think it's to you. Yeah. Because you split yeah. and went done another lesson. Yeah. But. They came here about six months ago. Yeah, that, and I had their place. dog
2: walking nicely on a leash, sitting for me, staying.
1: But, you know, when people go home with these dogs, for one thing is people have a busy life, and I understand that. They do, that. yeah. No, I'm not saying them. I don't know what they do, but a lot of people, they have a busy, busy life. But I go back to what I've always been told, and it's never been proven wrong to me. Because I know people who do nothing but lay around. Mm-hmm and you can ask them to do something for you mm-hmm. and they probably don't have time. Right. But you get somebody that works 12, 14 hours a day, six, seven days a week, and you ask them to help you, they will help you. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. So yeah.
1: I feel the dog training thing, and I mean, I talk to people and I laugh at people because they're like, man, it's an hour drive down here. I'm like, okay. I
2: know.
1: I'm like, let's do some math. How many hours a week do you work? 40? Mm-hmm. How long does it take you to get to work in about an hour? Okay, so that's 10 hours a day, five days a week. That's 50 hours a week. Now, if you multiply 24 times seven, and then you take out your eight hours a night that you need for sleep, and maybe an hour to brush your teeth, mm-hmm. you got a lot of ass time mm-hmm. to watch cartoons or yep. rodeos or ball games or whatever you watch. Yeah, I'm not a very easy person to sell that I don't have time to drink my dog. Yeah, because me you just either. spend minutes, you know. And here a while back, somebody tried to throw me under the bus, which was pretty funny because the bus was parked and I didn't care. So I knew it wasn't gonna roll me over. But they came up with a scenario. Well, how did your first dog turn out that you trained? I'm like, you know what, that's a funny question. That son which was perfect. And I mean, he was the, the, the... You know, I can't really compare cow dogs to him because he was chocolate lab, but if I went he sat, didn't matter where he was at or how fast he was right. running. He always looked at me. I could send him hand signals wherever I wanted. I could set him and leave him all day, I think. And he would never leave. I don't even think he'd lay down. But you made time for but it, that. But I did. But it was me and my dog. I bought a yeah. book and I started training. Yeah. And then uh, Jenny helped me a couple of lessons, I think, with him when he was a little puppy. But <clears throat> so I bought me a book on training bird dog and Walter Water Dog. Mm-hmm. And that was like, the book I read every day, and mm-hmm. that made me a great dog. So for me, with a lot of this stuff is, for one thing, I've ever, never owned a dog that was a baby. Mm-hmm. I never owned a puppy who was a baby. I've mm-hmm. owned a lot of puppies and a lot of dogs, but mm-hmm. I never got the two confused mm-hmm. with a human. Mm-hmm. And I always treated them like a dog, and they respect you like a dog, if you earn respect. But mm-hmm. A lot of dogs, you've got to earn the respect. Now, you can get dogs, I'm sure, that'll just follow the mold and never be wrong. But I don't think I've ever Not very often. I've never owned one of them, but I've heard of them. But I still feel that picking on dogs like Mariah was talking about is really, really bad. Never seeing something good that a dog does. Only looking for the bad things is terrible. It's not fair to any dog. And not acknowledging when your dog does something good. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like, I don't know, it's terrible. I see people all the time and their dog will be like, <clears throat> try to do something good. And the people, oh, you're so good. And then it's like, you know, it wasn't great. He was just good. So I would have left 10 minutes less petting on him and just told him good boy and went on if he was trying hard. And, <clears throat> and you've seen me a lot with dogs in the round pen and out in the field where I'll growl at a dog a little bit in one tone and let that dog think, mm-hmm. well, what do I do? Do I take another step forward or do I mm-hmm. turn around? And as soon as that dog tries to make the right move, I'll tell him it's good. And he's yeah. like, I'm on it. Yeah, I know what yeah. right is. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Where other people are just like waiting for him to make the wrong move yeah. so they can scream at him. Yeah. Where I'm not. Yeah. And, you know, you talked the other day about me and dogs and me... uh I don't remember what you called it, losing or failing or not getting it right or whatever the hell it was. You
2: just don't even know how to be worried about failing.
1: And I don't think that you're going to be very good with training dogs if you can't accept it. Yeah. You're not going to win every battle. Yeah. If you do, I damn sure want to go learn from you. Yep. You know, because that's a whole different world I've never got to live in. Yep. But I think people set their expectations too high. Yes. And that's what gets them in trouble. Yeah. For me, I'm tickled to death of my dog. Will look at me! Yeah. And like Mari today, I was like, "Whoa!" That dog slid like a reigning horse. She did. She made a she U-turn, rolled back, and came <laughs> back to you. And it was just almost like she hit the end of a long bungee cord she did. and just yeah. running her back to you. Yeah. So, for me, it was pretty fun. Yes. I got a question for
0: you. I have two questions. This is the first one. Yvonne wrote in and she said, I was working with Harley in the yard today after a walk <laughs> when one of the neighbor dogs jumped the fence and went after Harley. It stopped when I said no, uh, but it scared Harley and her. So, how do I approach this the best? Since Harley was doing good, forget
1: it ever happened. Yeah, yeah, forget it ever yeah. happened and go on
0: with life. Maybe and put Harley, up a higher fence,
1: put <laughs> an electric car on top of your fence. Yeah, or no kidding, but just go yeah. on with Harley and forget yeah. it ever happened. Yeah, Harley's pretty cool. I don't think yeah. it'll even bother that yeah. dog. I don't think it'll bother that dog if it bothers mommy or dad. Yeah, okay, yeah.
0: Um, let's see, then we got. Where do they go? Uh Mariah asks, when getting a new puppy, where do you start with the training to make a great dog versus a good dog? Great versus a good dog.
1: I'm gonna let you have this one. I'm gonna do not wait.
2: Huh? Don't wait to start.
1: Yeah, start doing yeah. you. Get
2: and I feel like this goes back to talking about structure. I think one of the biggest things people do wrong with puppies is they bring a puppy home and they don't before they bring the puppy into the house they don't establish all right what are we going to allow the puppy to do and what are we not going to allow the puppy to do you know so the they fun let thing the puppy for do it all. Not,
1: not to cut you off but I'm gonna cut you off <laughs> the fun thing is now is seeing you with your pup versus 2 weeks ago yeah you were like Mommy just brought the baby home from the hospital, and you don't know what to do. <laughs> and I was your hotline, you know, yeah. which for me was awesome because of the fact that you listened. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's, I think that that's, if you ever had a person, I know you have because you're dogs, but you have a person ask you a question and they don't even listen for the answer. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> and I probably do that yeah. too, but <laughs> other people do it. And me, I told I think you the other day, and I was aggravated with somebody. But I'm like, you know, sometimes you need to just put an earplug in somebody one ear, mm-hmm. and stand on this side and talk. <laughs> so maybe it'll at least bounce around in their head what you say before it comes back out the same ear went in. Yeah. But without the earplug that day they're like, I heard you. I'm like, well, I'm sure you heard me. But it didn't stay in your head long enough for you to understand what it said. Yeah. And that happens a lot. It does. We have a couple of customers that are just like, holy shit.
2: They have an answer before they ask the question. They do,
1: but the answer is always wrong. Yeah. I mean, you got more questions, Brett? Uh, No, no, not at the moment. Has anybody said hi? You know
0: what? No, not really. (laughs) (laughs) There's 20 people have been on here the whole time, and nobody's like... So, hey,
1: everybody, let's say what state you're from. How about that? That's pretty fun to see, because sometimes we have people from Texas, Oklahoma. Mike, my buddy, ain't been on here for a long time. He might have disowned me. Uh, I haven't seen Terry on here. Uh, Suzanne says hi. Hey, Suzanne. <laughs> and uh, what's your name? Hmm. Damn. I'm loss now. You I had, don't know. You had who his hat on, his on the other day, Jared. Jared Lee. Yeah. I haven't seen him on here lately. First or nothing. Uh, my my buddy from New Zealand, Australia, wherever. I haven't seen him on here for a while. Of course, I don't see a lot of them on here. Brett does. not Brett don't always say who's on here, so I don't know who's <laughs> here and who's not. But one of these days, I'll set up something so I can see who's on here. We will I'll we'll be like we didn't even get our
0: internet figured out.
1: Some uh, people say hi, and I don't know they said hi until a couple days later. And I'm like, hey. <laughs> Suzanne
0: says hi. Mary uh, Poole says hi. I was going
2: to ask if Bear was on. She's been quiet today. Greg <laughs> Walks
0: says hi. Yvonne Rose says oh, hi. Oh, that's
2: Harry's dad. Carrie Mom. Simmons says hi. Great.
0: Huh? Christina Thiel says Larch. hi. From Oregon, from Oregon, from Washington. Uh, Chloe Song
1: says hi from Newberg, he, new here. Who? She's new, Chloe Song. Welcome. Welcome, come by and see us if you're around here. Perfect.
0: Um,
1: so, I'm, what we're going to do is we're going to get some t-shirts made, and we're going to have our Pierce, dog teacher put on them, and then we're going to have people who do all this TikTok and Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and whatever. We're going to try to have some kind of drawing or something. I don't know how we'll keep track of it, but I've been great thinking about it, is to having to wear the shirts and then whoever gets the most responses, who, whether it's a like or a share or whatever, we're mm-hmm. going to try to figure out something really cool to do. Oh, well, that's a good idea. I mean, I don't know, give them a lesson or two or or they can give the lesson to someone else, you know. Yeah. But it'd be something kind of fun and to get our shirts out there. And, and you know, the big thing is for me, and I talk about it to you all, not as much on the internet, but for me, if I get 100,000 views or likes or shares or whatever you call, it, it's not going to help me a lot in my dog business because of the fact that I don't have millions of products to sell. And, mm-hmm. I mean, we're getting a few more. We're getting some nice sweatshirts made now. Our leashes, we're getting some new custom leashes made, some different designs. But <clears throat> for me, it's just a fact of I like getting out there in, in the country. And, and, you know, we help a lot of people on the Internet, mm-hmm. on Facebook Live and stuff, and I remember when we first started doing this, Dark and I. We were sitting here at this table, and we was on Facebook Live, and this lady had a problem with a dog was just driving her nuts. And she told me what it was, and I told her how to fix it. And I said it won't take you that long to fix it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "I'll be back." And she laughed, and it wasn't ten minutes since she came back. On
0: the, she said, hey, I
1: fixed it. That <laughs> was quick. And I don't remember what it was. Her dog was trying to get her bird feeder or something, but it was pretty interesting how quick she just bailed off when it, came back and. For me, when we started Marvin Pierce Dog Teacher, I had the business name, I think, for several years before I really launched it. and uh, Just because I couldn't find nobody to really put up with me, and I talked to Ari into putting up with me for a few years. and But it was because I was on the phone and the computer and emailing yeah. and texting and calling people and stuff and helping fix dog problems all over the country. And then I decided to, to do Marvin Pierce Dog Teacher and one of our things we was going to do was what do you call that thing you're doing now? Virtual. Virtual lessons. Virtual lessons where you sit on a computer and lecture somebody on the other side. I guess <laughs> Pretty help, much, yeah. Help them, whatever. <laughs> Answer but, questions. Yeah, but Bianca's doing that now, and she got a client, and I don't know where are they at. Ohio. Ohio. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And. Taylor's sister. It's super fun because of the fact that she's helping them, Mm -hmm. you know. And you can get a lot of help like that. My first dog I trained, I kid you not, the only thing I used was a book. I mean, the cell phones we had back then, I mean, I kept my cell phone forever, and somebody, I don't know, they threw it away or whatever, but I had it in here in a drawer for 20 years. And it was an old flip phone, and it was a big old thing, and I mean— Nowadays, people just shit if they had to carry that thing around. But that was a flip phone then. That was like almost 30 years ago. So, and then you couldn't afford to use it. I mean, if you wasn't careful, you'd get an $800 <laughs> phone bill. No kidding. And so for me, I use that book and I train my dog. But determination is what helped me. And, yeah. And
2: yeah. didn't,
1: I didn't have defeat in my mind yeah. when I started. Yeah. And that's the thing that's really hard for me with people is they set out with excuses and if you or
2: your dog makes a mistake you get over it like that you don't hang on
1: to it me i don't it doesn't ever bother me for the dog to make a mistake or mess up because i blame me yeah i don't blame my dog i just figured yeah. i didn't do something right in my training and i feel that's one of the sad things for People they go into training, well, first of all, let's say you get a puppy and then you go home and you let it crap all over the house and pee all over the house and you free feed it dog food that's really high dollar and high protein and high energies. Mm -hmm. And and then you feed it lots of water and you sit on the couch and pet on it for four or five hours and then you set it down on the floor and then you get mad because it wasn't potty. You've set yourself up to fail. Mm-hmm. You fed the dog way too much. You give way too much water, and you didn't take it outside mm-hmm. two minutes later. Mm-hmm. So you went to snuggle. Mm-hmm. And then in the middle of the night, <clears throat> you're like, damn, I don't want to get up with that puppy. Mm-hmm. And you know this. I mean, yep. but then your puppy potties all over the house. You're going to have enough puppy potting over the house because the puppy gets tired or the puppy ate a bird turd or mm-hmm. whatever. It might have ate some cat food or whatever. Mm-hmm. But when you go to buy that pup and you think, boy, this is life's going to be fun, it ain't. It's going to be hell. <laughs> yes. I mean, unless you're like me. Now, Roxy was probably the easiest pup I ever tra- raised. And I, I still say I never did train Mari or Roxy yet, wow. but they're super nice dogs. I mean, you put Roxy on a barrel she'll stay there for I don't even know how long. Mari, I could set her anywhere and she'll sit there like a statue, but. With Roxy, I remember Kay walking that dog all the time, Mm -hmm. like every morning. Kay would take her for a walk out on Mm -hmm. the farm, and, you know, we just never let her sit around and scream, and I don't remember her really sitting around screaming. Yeah. But I got a recall on her, like 10 weeks old, and... She's just been a good dog, but she's been a kennel dog. She's only slept in the house once or twice. Yeah, I hey, think she crapped in your house once. And that was that. That Dari's, was last time. She had Dari's to sleep, house or <laughs> house or somebody. But she'll be invited to sleepovers. But she's all right. She sleeps in the kennel. But it, it is hard. I mean, if you got a full time job and a puppy. Mm-hmm. And you get to bring your puppy to work. Yeah. And we don't yeah. mind now. Cause and that makes it a lot easier. Yeah. But when you don't have that time to yeah. just take your puppy in and out and go potty all the time, it makes it hard.
2: Well, even last night, I had my mom in town. And my husband got home, and they were both chilling on the couch eating their soup, and I was taking a bite of my soup and going to chase the puppy,
1: taking a potty, going back to
2: my soup, taking a bite, sitting down for a second, going to chase the puppy. It's just not
1: a, not a ending thing. You know? No, yeah. But the thing is, for me, is people accept defeat, I think, when they start. And I
2: think for me, I just know, man, if I do this work now, it's going to be so easy a month oh, from now.
1: It's, it's getting it. easier already. It is. Yeah. And I mean, you'll be amazed at what yeah. kind of dog you have. And yeah. <clears throat> I feel that for me, I, we're going to talk about verbal abuse a little bit on dogs. My dogs, I can growl them down to a lay down me be like, don't beat me thing. Yeah. I don't think it's a bad thing just because of the fact they know I'm pissed. Yeah. and they know I'm the leader and they know they've done something wrong. Yeah. But two seconds later, I'd be like, come here now, run over to me and pet me, yeah. and we're good to go. Yeah. So that's not verbal abuse because I don't just keep on and on and on and yeah. on. I don't tell my dog, you can't do nothing right, you can't do nothing right, you can't do nothing right.
2: Yeah.
1: I tell my dog all the time they do something right, but I don't tell them they do something right just because they need to hear it. I tell them because they did it. Yeah. And for me, you know, I was talking my growls with you or Kay or somebody here recently. And, you know, I've got like 15 different tones of a growl. And Mari, Roxy, and Bear, they know every one of them. And my dog sport I had, you know, for 10, 12 years, he got older and we'd be training dogs out in the roping ring or whatever. And we have barrels there, of course, because kids run barrel racing and stuff, practice. (coughs) And,. I'd be training a young dog and they'd get in trouble and I'd be like, "Ah!" And sport would just go get behind the barrel and lay down. Let me know if you need me. I don't even want to watch this shit no more. And it was funny to see him. He would. He would go get behind the barrel. He's like, I ain't gonna listen to this. Scout's
2: been doing that, putting himself in the kennel like, no, this puppy's just getting in trouble. I'm
1: out of here. They just want to get out of it because they know what it is. Yeah. For me, it's fun to see the people like the lady today at the park. You know, I'm, I'm. By tomorrow, I'll remember that dog. But I remember she came here, and I think it's been over, maybe well over a year ago. And that that dog was just bad news. And yeah, it was very
2: reactive. She said yes. over everything. And
1: it wanted to try to bite, maybe once a while. Yeah, off, people and dogs. At you. Yeah. So it's fun to see somebody like her stay that committed. And you know, we haven't seen and have fun. Yes, and yeah. she enjoys her dog. Yeah. I mean, she was yeah. not down there because she had to be. She was no. there because she enjoyed it. Yeah. And we haven't seen Frodo and Trap lately, or heard nothing about. No,
2: that. but she's like an in-home dog trainer with her two dogs.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't hear nothing. They somewhere. said it couldn't
2: be with cats, and she's like, "Watch me! I'm gonna use Marvin's <laughs> methods and get this dog with cats," and she did.
1: Yeah, and it's just fun to see him and then, uh, what's his name, uh, Bo and. Oh yeah. Yeah, and they, uh, some
2: of those dogs. It's like we Tom want to see how they're doing, Mike. but they don't come back because they're fixed. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> they
1: don't need us anymore. Them because I was figuring <laughs> that Tom and them would be here for the Halloween thing. Mm-hmm. So it's fun for me to see the dogs that show back up. And like Goofy, he's a regular fixture here, you know. And uh, Lucky and mm-hmm. Now Z. Mm-hmm. We got some dogs that are just on the calendar forever. Once a week they come up and hang yeah. out. And
2: Jack wants to do that now.
1: Yeah, and it's fun because them dogs come up, you just kick them out with a pack, whatever the pack is, you don't worry about them. So, as long as you don't have a dog you're training on, that's honorary. But, well, Brett, we got any questions?
0: Uh, Christina said tell Marvin that the Union dog does not miss him. (laughs) 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 I'm
1: laughing
0: because I know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yvonne said, Ernie is asking, what is the key to training a dog? Is it confidence or time?
1: Both. I say There's more not confidence. not one special answer. <laughs> well, more confidence than anything, though. Yeah. But, you, you know, you've got to acknowledge... Uh, bad behaviors, like Rue. If you walked out in the playground with Rue with 20 dogs and you're like, I got the perfect dog, you're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, me, if I go out on the playground with 20 dogs and Rue, I'm like, shit, what dog's gonna start trouble? Right. And I'm not gonna even have Rue on the schedule, on the list. Right. Cause I don't right. expect Rue to start trouble. If there's there. no troublemakers, she doesn't start trouble. Well, but me, I say the opposite. I say Rue is not going to be the trouble dog, right? Because I'm not going to let a dog put her in a position where she has to get in trouble, right? And I think that's the problem with the dog.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, is yeah. if I even like yeah. with Brett when he takes her out squirrel hunting her for a walk. <laughs> <and> she, <laughs> <laughs> Brett's taking his dog for a walk. His dog's going squirrel hunting. Yes, that's correct. They just didn't get the plan together at the door. And I told Brett or in the kennels, how I think he should set himself up so he takes his dog out for a walk. And and it's it's just like Mari. There's no dog wants a squirrel worse than she did. No, <laughs>
2: she was gone. She was done. <laughs> yeah,
1: and she's seen one other squirrel, and she's like, no, I don't want that squirrel either. Yeah, but she wanted the squirrel. But she didn't want the consequences. Yeah. And all her consequences was, well, you
2: growled at her. But and she came too. right back, too. She, she was still did. watching the yeah. squirrel. And, but she was
1: with you. <laughs> yeah, she was. And so yeah. that's the biggest thing yeah. is for the dogs. And I think that the time, people misunderstand. <clears throat> for us here at the kennels, people's like, how many hours a day you work my dog? Minutes. Yeah, at a time.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, it's like on a playground today. I've seen you out there with Bianca two or three different times on the playground and you were there probably an hour and a half altogether mm-hmm. on the playground. And there were dogs being trained the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. how do you say how many minutes or hours a day you right. train on dogs? And the dogs were out, I know, this morning at 7. They went out, they came in and ate, and then they went back out, and then they went back out, and then they came in and went back out and all day long. And yeah. So minutes, me, I tell people, I'll teach your dog more in minutes than you will in hours. hmm and I'll teach most dogs more by not speaking than people will by speaking, because people want to read your dog a book and the dog don't understand it. Yeah. I tell people constantly, you can read your dog a book, just don't expect them to understand it. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing is with the dogs. Like people tell their dog, "Now get down," and the next time they jump up, I'm, I said, "Get off me!" And next time jump, I said, "Don't do that." For me, it's just no, and they can't do it no more. Yeah. That's the subject. There ain't no reason adding all the other words. So, Brett, you got any more questions?
0: No more questions.
1: Hey, you can save this list for next week. You? We didn't need to get to it. Okay. we've been on there over an hour, so we need to bail off here. Bianca got a bunch of dogs turned out. i got to take trash down to the end of the road. So we're going to bail. So if y'all got any questions, just
2: shoot. You can tip. ask them on this yeah. post, and we'll follow up with ask them next week.
1: Next week, we'll find them. Well, Brett will or Bianca. <laughs> I can't even find the post, so. <laughs> <clears throat> hey, thank you, all. we'll see you next week.
0: Thanks for listening to the Marvin Pierce Dog Teacher podcast. If you found this information helpful, we suggest following even more of our dog training tips and resources on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search Marvin Pierce Dog Teacher.